Welcome to Fish Talk and Hunt Radio with John Hennigan and Mike the Grizz, where we're going to cast and blast you right out of this world with some of the best hunting and fishing stories that you can't even imagine. Welcome to Fish Talk Radio. This is John Hennigan in the studio, and our co-host today is Frank Selby from His and Hers Fly Shop in Southern California. Uh, we're glad we could have you, Steve, or Frank. Glad to be here. Okay. Well, we've got just a couple minutes in this segment to kind of introduce what's going on. Um, we have, uh, um, uh, I think it's going to be a very interesting show. Uh, we're going to start off with Steve Lynch from Procure. And then uh, we'll see if we can get to us with uh, uh, someone we've had on before, an aquatic biologist, which is very interesting. And, of course, I want to remind everybody that you can always listen to us. Oh, gosh, there's so many different places I can't even imagine. But uh, you can always go to the website, which is still called Fish Talk Radio, and listen to today's show you know, and uh, listen to it as many times as you want. And it's, all the shows are archived. So if there's something that you missed, go back and check it out. And, Frank, what have, what's been happening with, uh, with you and the fly shop? Oh, well, we've been doing pretty good. Uh, I had a couple of clients out this week, uh, last week, not this week, last week, and we got about 30 calicos off of the jetty there in Long Beach. Mm-hmm. And then we did a surf fishing, and the guy wanted more casting. His very first cast, he gets about a 15 pounds bat ray. <laughs> now, was that on a fly rod? On fly, and then we Whoa. got three stingrays in less than twenty minutes. Ooh. And all he he came down strictly to learn sight casting yeah. and distance casting. We caught more fish trying to cast than we did <laughs> if we were fishing. <laughs> no, that's great. Well, it just goes to show it really works, doesn't it? But yeah. uh, in, anywhere you are in the United States, uh, inshore and. Um, you know, from the beach, fly rods really do work well. Yeah. But uh, anyway, we'll talk a little bit about that, maybe some techniques. Uh, we're going to have to go up against a break, but we appreciate everybody tuning in uh, to um, Fish Hunt Talk Radio. And we're going to be back with you in just a couple of minutes. So stay tuned, and Frank will give us some tips. If your feet are happy, you are happy. Soft Science Supreme Comfort Outdoor Footwear will give you happy feet. Durable, lightweight, and supportive, Soft Science Footwear is designed for boating, fishing, or everyday comfort and performance. With history of highest quality, you will be proud to own this revolutionary footwear. SoftScience.com has many types and styles you need to check out. Invest in quality footwear, and you will be happy for many years. Find out why at SoftScience.com. If you like the show you are listening to right now, you can listen to it and many more just like it on Reno Viola Outdoors Radio. Fishing, hunting, boating, and the rest of the great outdoors 24-7, 365 on Reno Viola Outdoors Radio. Download the free Reno Viola's Outdoor Radio app or visit WRVORadio.com online to see the lineup and schedule. That's Reno Viola Outdoors Radio. And enjoy the great outdoors. 
used by fishermen who know where to get the best fishing gear around, AFTCO makes the highest quality fishing rod components worldwide. If it says AFTCO, you know you have a quality rod. Guy Harvey Clothing, the best outdoor clothing line anywhere, is also available through AFTCO. Longest lasting, functional, and best looking clothing you'll be proud to wear. Only the very best materials and workmanship. As soon as you put it on, you'll know the difference. Look for AFTCO at quality retailers or go to AFTCO.com. If you like the show you are listening to right now, you can listen to it and many more just like it on Reno Viola Outdoors Radio. Fishing, hunting, boating, and the rest of the great outdoors 24-7, 365 on Reno Viola Outdoors Radio. Download the free Reno Viola's Outdoor Radio app or visit WRVORadio.com online to see the lineup and schedule. That's Reno Viola Outdoors Radio. And enjoy the great outdoors. The East Cape of Baja, Mexico is world famous for sport fishing. Dorado, tuna, wahoo, marlin, sailfish, roosterfish, and parco. The Van Warmer Resorts make dreams come true at a price all can afford. Hotel Palmas de Cortez, Playa del Sol, and Hotel Punta Colorado have the biggest and best sport fishing fleet in all of Mexico. Call toll-free to 877-777-TUNA to find out how affordable world-class fishing can be. The finest resorts and the best boats in East Cape. Call 877-777-TUNA. If you are still using a plastic hard shell cooler, things have changed for the better. AO coolers are lighter with twice the efficiency of the traditional bulky coolers. AO coolers are the best available soft-sided cooler with three-quarter inch high-density closed-cell foam insulation. They will keep ice frozen for 24 hours in hot weather. Easy to carry, less space, it fits product inside for better performance. Go to aocoolers.com to order or find a retailer available at West Marine. Welcome back to Fish Talk and Hunt Radio with Mike the Grizz and John Hennigan. This is John Hennigan, and I'm in the studio. And we have, by way of electronic transmission, we have Frank Selby, who was his and her fly shops. So he probably knows a little bit about that. Also on the line with us is Steve Lynch, co-owner of ProCure, uh, and he's up in Portland. And ProCure is a company that... Uh, we, we've talked about it before, Steve, but just in about 20 seconds, uh, tell us your operation. You, you do something like 100,000 pounds a day or something of processing fish? Well, that's in about a week, but yeah, yeah. we process <laughs> different baits uh, and extract either the oils or dry them up and put them in our gel baits. So mm-hmm. Our product is made with 100% real bait. Yes. Now, and then we add UV and a bite stimulant. But uh, other than those two items, it's anchovies, anchovies. Yeah, you know, it's, it's just head tail and everything in between ground up. Yeah, wow. Um, anyway, I was just I was wondering. Uh, we have Frank on the line from his and hers fly shop. Now, if you are a fly angler, you know, of course, anglers are anglers. You can do what you want, but if you're a purist, uh, you know, somebody that ties their own flies, only artificial, never uses bait. Is is it okay to put scent on a fly, um, Frank and and uh, Steve? No. <laughs> well, I would say I would say that uh, the the newer or younger generation fly fishermen are using scent, and, and we have a product for flies called the water soluble, where it won't mat the feathers down. Mm-hmm. But the older generation, and I'm not calling anybody old here, watch it. They, they are <laughs> more of you know no scent. Yeah. But I tell you what, the guys using scent, it is more effective. Yeah. 
well, yeah, well, that certainly makes sense anyway. Yeah. And, uh, you know, and, and again, I've said so many times, the more I learn about fly fishing, the more I realize that in most cases, um, it's more productive than conventional. It, it sure can be. Mm-hmm. I think so. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh, do you, one question. Since you're from Portland, do you fish the Sandy or the Clackamas or I do the Salmon? Oh, good boy. Uh, yes, uh, I, I am five minutes from the Sandy and about 15 minutes from the Clackamas River. Mm-hmm. I caught my first steelhead on the Sandy River. Wow. Well, I got my first on the Salmon. Mm-hmm. All right, on. Yeah, right there at Welch's, Oregon. Mm-hmm. Yep, yep. Uh, so is that right at the confluence hole where the salmon and the sandy meet? Uh, right, right where uh, the golf course is. I was oh, walked right across and got my first fifteen pounder from uh, the fly shop. It used to be in Welch's. Yeah, and uh, I'm familiar with it. Uh, Mark Bachman and them. Well, the other thing is that, uh, remember the a river runs through it? Well, yes. in Portland, <laughs> there's two rivers that run through it. And, yes. of course, yes, the, the, the Columbia, which the Columbia has got to be, well, I don't know if it's as, if there's as much water flows that out of the Mississippi, but it is huge. You know, the amount yeah, of water that flows is, through there? It is. A, this, yeah, next to the Mississippi, it is the second largest uh, flow of <laughs> mm-hmm. body of water. And there's some pretty good fishing in there too, isn't there? Uh, yes, there is. There's, there's pretty much fishing there year round, and uh, right now we've we've got uh, two types of salmon in there. We, we've got the the fall snook going up that are going into the tributaries of the Columbia, and then we have the upriver brights, and they call those URBs, and those are headed up into Idaho. And that's uh, part of the Chinook family? Yes, it is. It is. They're both a, a, a type of fall Chinook. Mm-hmm. And uh, right now we've got you know, a little over, you know, right around 10,000 a day going over Bonneville Dam. Oh. So fishing's pretty phenomenal mm-hmm. on, on that mid to uh, mid-range of the Columbia, you know, around, right around the city of Portland. I mean, right <laughs> by the airport, you can put in, pull around, and they're just using, you know, small spinners uh, or uh, like the Brad Super Baits. Uh, or they're using eggs and just hover fishing. So, mm-hmm. uh, you know, the river's loaded with anglers and, even more importantly, loaded with fish. I mean, <laughs> yeah. everybody's been pretty productive uh, and, and doing all right with their catch ratio. And how, how have you been? Have you been out lately? I have. I was up uh, all last week. I fished up on the Columbia, the mouth of the Deschutes. Uh, and the Deschutes is just above Bonneville, probably about 40 miles. Mm-hmm. And, and we were hover fishing eggs. Uh, and now, wait a minute, you said, well. you said the Deschutes was above the Columbia? I thought yes, it was it, down it south. The, no, no, the Deschutes uh, runs into the Columbia, yeah. but it, oh. the mouth of the Deschutes is above Bonneville Dam. Oh, okay. <clears throat> yeah, no, and, that's... And, that, and that's a beautiful river, I tell you. Oh, um, yeah, man, for fly fishing and for just about anything. And especially the area that it runs through, it's just a beautiful, beautiful uh, river. Yeah, if you've never, if you've never floated or, or been powered, uh, drifted up that river, that's a great river to have to be running up and down. Mm-hmm. Uh, I mean, with, I think it's got four sets of class five rapids on it the first 10 miles. Mm-hmm. Uh, so there's a pucker factor going on when you're sitting <laughs> yeah. in a boat in that river. You're right. And um, so you, you and, and where was it you were fishing? 
I was fishing right at the mouth of the chutes where it dumps into the Columbia. Mm-hmm. And these, these upriver bright, as they're going up the Columbia, they, they smell that colder water coming out of the chutes, and they just mill around that, that mouth and kind of, you know, clean their gills out. Because uh, right now the Columbia is running pretty silky. And they're just, you know, taking a sniff of the chutes and milling around a day or so and then, re, you know, gathering their energy and then heading back up towards Idaho. Oh, yes. So, and the, the clear way of telling if it's if it's a false Chinook or an upriver bright, when you hook a hen and land it, the eggs will be really immature. Or, or on the males, uh, the, the sperm sacs will be very immature and small, and mm-hmm. seven large and ready to lay the eggs. Mm-hmm. Uh, but, well, when you like talk that. about going up into, uh, uh, I'm not sure where the Columbia starts, but I know the Snake River starts in northern Idaho and kind of works its way down. But, you know, uh, and I'm not sure exactly where the beginning of the Columbia is as well. Uh, mm-hmm. But uh, Me either. <laughs> and, and we, I should know that. <laughs> uh, I'm going to catch hell for not knowing it. But uh, uh, I, I tell you, you know, we're pretty fortunate with this Columbia River between, you know, the, the, the winter steelhead and the summer steelhead runs that come up there, the spring Chinook, you know, the, the June hogs, the summer salmon, and then the fall fish of the upriver brights and the regular fall run. Mm-hmm. There's fishing on that Columbia year round, basically. Mm-hmm. Not to mention the walleyes and the bass. Walleyes? Uh, I didn't know they had walleyes in there. Hmm. Oh, yeah. Yeah, they, they're good. that's where they're predicting the next world record is going to come out of the Columbia. Hmm. Well, you know, just to check back just real quickly, we talked about putting scent on uh, on flies. Uh, what, what kind of scent do you use on flies? Well, we have a product called Water Soluble. And what we do is, is, is we take our pure fish oil and, and we put in a special machine that, that goes about 15,000 RPM and Whoa. we bind it with water. So it's similar to like a salad dressing look. You just give it a quick shake and, and you can put that on your flies and it will still milk scent out without matting down the feathers. So it'll still breathe mm-hmm. and pulsate going through the water. Mm-hmm. Uh, and then you can clean them, you know, just... You know, light soap and water at the end of the day. You just put them in a container with some soapy water and let them sit for a couple of minutes, spray them off, and they'll be completely odorless. Mm-hmm. So we'll not damage the fly. Uh, and like I said, there's a lot of the guys that just, they, they won't use it. But I tell you, the younger generation sure is. Yeah. And, and it, I've seen it really make a difference. Hmm. I think a lot of the older generation uses it, too. They just don't talk they about do. it, right? You got it. <laughs> yeah. I, uh, where he fished, I just fish up from there. I go from the railroad bridge down to the Columbia on the Deschutes. Mm-hmm. We pull into Moppins and then go down and mm-hmm. then get on the drift boat okay. for two days. Well, we are, uh, looks like we're running out of uh, time in this segment. But, uh, Steve, while we have you on the line, if somebody wants some more information on Procure, how do they get it? Uh, just uh, Procure.com. Is it Pro-Cure? Pro-Hyphen. So it's Pro-Cure.com. Okay. Or 1-800-PRO-CURE. Oh, okay. Okay. And, uh, you know, it doesn't make any difference what kind of fish you're, you're looking for. Uh, apparently, you know, you use bait from all over the world to, to make your uh, sense from. 
we do. We do. Whether there's southeast and northeast regions, uh, you know, we're even getting some baits out of Mexico. Yes. So there's okay. 38 different baits that we acquire and, and work with. Great. Well, Steve, I appreciate that and appreciate the stories. Uh, so we'll be we'll be talking to you when, as soon as we get a chance. You are listening to Fish Hunt Talk Radio, and we'll be back with you in just a couple of minutes. The best wing shooting is in Nayarit, Mexico. It's absolutely incredible and is only $2,650 U.S. per person. Includes four nights lodging, three days hunting, all meals, non-alcoholic beverages, transportation, bird boys, cleaning and packing of all birds. You'll even be provided, free of charge, a quality shotgun over and under or automatic, either a Beretta or Browning. Three cases of shotgun shells. Even the tips are included. Bird season starts soon, so book your adventure today. Contact support at thegrizgear.com. That's support at thegrizgear.com. Or call 434-953-8598. That's 434-953-8598. It's time for you to take a real fun adventure. Join a hosted fishing adventure to Alaska or Baja with the staff of Fish Talk Radio. Real Fun Adventures can book you on any adventure you desire. Bring your fishing friends or meet new ones. Fish Talk Radio gets the best deals from our sponsors to give you the best possible price. Real Fun Trips are inclusive, easy, no-worry packages to the most popular fish grounds. Trips start around $600. Go to reelfunadventures.com. If your feet are happy, you are happy. Soft Science Supreme Comfort Outdoor Footwear will give you happy feet. Durable, lightweight, and supportive. Soft Science Footwear is designed for boating, fishing, or everyday comfort and performance. With history of highest quality, you will be proud to own this revolutionary footwear. SoftScience.com has many types and styles you need to check out. Invest in quality footwear, and you will be happy for many years. Find out why at SoftScience.com. Let me tell you about a fantastic boutique hotel on Mag Bay called the Mangrove Inn, located on the estuary in Lopez Mateos. This unique hotel will connect you with nature. The whale watching is incredible. They have the best onshore and offshore fishing guides and even bird watching guides. And the estuary fishing. You can even kayak fish the estuaries right from the hotel. The chef will even cook your catch. Check it out at mangroveinbaja.com or call 434-953-8598 to book your adventure. That's 434-953-8598. Welcome back to Fish Talk and Hunt Radio with Mike the Grizz and John Hennigan. Yes. Welcome back to Fish Talk Radio. This is John Hennigan in studio, and we have Frank Selby from His and Hers Fly Shop in Southern California. But we have someone that we're going to actually spend, uh, instead of one segment, we're going to do two or more. 
And that is Steve Holdman, and he's an aquatic biologist, and he works for the, the – well, Steve, I'll tell you what. Let me introduce you, and you can tell us what you do. Well, John, I am a, an aquatic biologist, like you said. Got my roots in fisheries, um, a little bit of an aquatic insects as well. But um, I work for the Stanislaw National Forest up here near Yosemite National Park. Most people know where that is. And if you're a fish head near New Maloney's, the home of some monster bass. <laughs> <laughs> well, you know, the whole concept of what you do, I think that there's so um, much misunderstanding. And, you know, what you do and the knowledge you have will help people that are anglers, but it goes beyond that uh, because you know the whole the whole process is you know um, enhancing and preserving you know all the fisheries, and part of that, if we can go ahead and get started on that a little bit, is the water supply. Now, in um, you know at least in the western United States, we had what three or five or seven year drought that caused a lot of problems. You know, and there's a big thing about the uh, uh, what was it the smelt um, from the uh, the Delta and releasing water into the to the San Joaquin Valley, and locally uh, where I live in Santa Barbara, there's uh, Lake Kachuma. And they t- release a tremendous amount of water, even if we don't have it, and to flow downstream to maintain the steelhead population, which is a whole different situation. So um, let's, let's talk about that a little bit. Well, yeah, those water challenges are going to face the country as we uh, um, think about increasing agricultural production to help feed the world because the United States has been known to do that. So it doesn't just affect us in the West where we do grow a lot of produce, but it also affects um, a lot of folks in the East, especially the Mississippi and Ohio drainages where there's a lot of fish diversity over there. Mm-hmm. Well, the um, you know the concept, I mean, how much, it, it, well, especially about the, the steelhead and the, the smelt and, you know, things that they consider to be um, endangered. Now, we, I think we talked a little bit about the difference between a rainbow and a steelhead uh, last time, a couple months ago when you were on. And to me, I don't understand there's a difference. According from what I understand, um, uh, Oregon considers a steelhead any rainbow trout over 24 inches because you can't tell by looking at it, and biologically they're almost identical. That's true. Um, just I think the biggest difference to remember is that the steelhead go to the ocean and then return. And mm-hmm. so what they do is they feed in salt water, and a lot of those salmon and a number of trout species are really amazing in their ability to adapt from freshwater to salt water, back to fresh water when they spawn, and uh, frequently they die in these habitats, mm-hmm. so, like where we are in the mountains. Regular rainbow trout, we can say that those are ones that don't go back to the sea, so we kind of consider them to be resident here in in California. Golden trout is one that is a subspecies of rainbow trout, and it's entirely landlocked up on top of the Kern Plateau um, down near Bakersfield. Well, I've had the opportunity, uh, I actually caught you know, a golden, and from what I understand, uh, if you want to catch a golden trout, you need to be at about a 10,000-foot elevation, um, and obviously they're not going to be going to the ocean and coming back. So 
in that case, yeah, that's a great example of just um, what we would consider to be um, a rainbow trout or a subspecies of rainbow trout. They're not going back to the ocean. Mm -hmm. um, there's no way for them to get there. But a steelhead, yeah, they're the ones that go back to the ocean. When they come back from the ocean, they can be pretty large. And a 24-inch fish, anybody would like to catch that. Um, but those are um, the size of the adults that return from the ocean. Mm -hmm. Now, Again, correct me if I'm wrong, but my understanding is that let's just say you've got a lake or a pond with, let's say, a thousand you know, rainbow trout in it. And if they have access to the ocean they could, to go and return, a percentage of those will. A percentage of them will because it's um, part of their evolutionary background. They have that strong urge to move up and down stream. And so, yeah, some will want to do that. And, yeah, you bring up a really good point. Um, and I think previously we began to touch on it, and I might have dodged it as being a political issue. But within the realm of what we call conservation biology, mm -hmm. that's a really important aspect is um, knowing that some fish really have that biological urge to go back to the ocean. And they may come back and they'll mix with some of that native stock um, when they come back to spawn. Mm -hmm. uh, well, and I'm sure Frank's got some questions for you. So, Frank, jump in anytime you want. Okay. But, okay. But uh, uh, go ahead, Frank. Uh, down here in Southern California, we have probably Laguna and two other places that we have still have a small, small run of steelhead. And they're 100% protected. But uh, you, every once in a while, you'll catch one on the beach in Laguna Beach. Hmm. Yeah, for some reason, you don't really, you know, they go to the ocean, but, you know, it's very rare that you actually ever catch any. And the... Um, um, so the other the other point is is that you know biologically they're they're they genetically I guess you know they're not exactly the same but you know the whole concept of having endangered species of a steelhead well you know the uh, um, you know what's the difference between a steelhead and a and a and a, and a, and a rainbow trout. One goes to the ocean, one stays in the stream. There you go. <laughs> and I think one of the important, I think a really important thing to think about is um, there is a lot of commercial fishing industry that's built around catching things like um, different kinds of salmon and also catching steelhead in the ocean. Mm -hmm. And we are on the southern end of the range down there in Southern California of steelhead because they run all the way up into um, Alaska. Mm -hmm. But it is, you know, when we do put those fish into hatcheries and then release them into the ocean so that they can get back to the ocean, um, then it really becomes an important part of a lot of people's way of life because they do rely on those fish in addition to, you know, the regular ground fish that you catch like a lingcod or some of those mm -hmm. um, sea bass and things like that. But it's a really important part to their economy as well. Well, this is kind of an off-the-ball question, but we're talking about trout in particular. Is What is the difference between a native and a wild trout? Um, I would say that um, they're kind of one and the same. A wild trout um, is, uh, and we do have some wild trout rivers here. I know a lot of other states have wild trout rivers. 
but they are ones where they don't introduce any kind of um, hatchery fish. They let they know that the um, fishery is either high value for its trophy quality or that you can go and catch a lot of fish. Um, maybe it's a very productive water, but they don't augment that population with anything from a hatchery. It's all just they're all just doing their own thing as a wild population of fish. Mm-hmm. Well, and again, um, I know in Southern California, where I live, um, there was an article in a newspaper from 100 years ago where the department at that time, the Department of Fish and Game, uh, released something like 200,000 hatchery fish into the rivers. Now, those were obviously not wild fish. But over the last hundred years, they've certainly intermingled you know, with with all of the you know the fish in the in our natural waters. So what you know what actually is a native trout? I mean, when uh, have, have have trout um, inhabited the United States for the last five hundred years? At least that long, and I think it goes back. Um a considerable distance in the geologic past. So, mm-hmm. I mean, we could be talk. We're probably talking in the millions of years. Oh, okay. Um, if you're into the, if you subscribe to that theory, some people don't. So, I understand. But um, they've been around for an incredibly long time. Um, those golden trout up there on the Kern Plateau, they've been isolated from other other rainbow trout for um, a very, very long time, and that they are associated with when the Sierra Nevada lifted up from what used to be a pretty flat um, geography at that point, mm-hmm. and that was many, many millions of years ago. Hmm. Okay, so and, trout, trout are you know, indigenous uh, to the United States for, you know, for to the point where they, they are considered. They have not been introduced like some of the other fisheries we have. Some things like brown trout have been introduced from Eurasia, um, and here in the Sierras we have a lot of brook trout that were introduced in from um, the eastern United States. And the interesting thing is in the east, there, especially in the southeast, like in the mountains of uh, the Appalachian Mountains and the Blue Ridge Mountains, there are um, they're facing some serious conservation challenges um, because we introduced rainbow trout there and brown trout there, and we squeezed the brook trout to the very high elevation waters. Mm. And there's a lot of um, restoration activity that's going on, a lot of good work being done by some fisheries biologists there to try to keep those things um, a species that anybody can go out and catch and enjoy. Mm-hmm. And, of course, they all take flies, don't they? Yes, they, they all, all take, take flies. <laughs> uh, one question. Uh, do we still clip the steelhead that are released commercially, their fins? The hatcheries, yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah, the hatchery. Yeah, and there's that little funny fin that's halfway between the dorsal fin and then the caudal fin, the forked one in the back. There's a little odd one that um, salmonids have, that's trout. Um and salmon and catfish share the same character. There's a little kind of fatty little fin back okay. there, and what they do at the at the hatchery is they clip that off. Okay, so, that so that, that's how you know it's a hatchery. Anyway, we're going to have to take a break, and fortunately, uh, Stephen Holderman's going to hang around for the next segment, so we'll be back with you momentarily at uh, Fish Hunt Talk Radio.
The fall and winter season is here and time for some fantastic fishing. The trout and bass are biting, a quick drive from the valleys below. We have some great boat rentals to choose from or bring your own. Visit LakeGregoryRecreation.com for information. LakeGregoryRecreation.com. That's LakeGregoryRecreation.com. If your feet are happy, you are happy. Soft Science Supreme Comfort Outdoor Footwear will give you happy feet. Durable, lightweight, and supportive, Soft Science Footwear is designed for boating, fishing, or everyday comfort and performance. With history of highest quality, you will be proud to own this revolutionary footwear. SoftScience.com has many types and styles you need to check out. Invest in quality footwear, and you will be happy for many years. Find out why at SoftScience.com. The road stretches for miles in front of you. And with the Ram 1500, you'll be able to reach mile after open mile. It gets a best-in-class 25 miles per gallon highway. So your destination won't just be determined by your gas gauge, but by your gauge for achievement. And the Ram 1500 is the first-ever back-to-back motor trend truck of the year. Guts. Glory. Ram. See your local Ram dealer today for great deals. EPA estimated 25 MPG highway based on V6 4x2. The East Cape of Baja, Mexico is world famous for sport fishing. Dorado, tuna, wahoo, marlin, sailfish, roosterfish, and parco. The Van Warmer Resorts make dreams come true at a price all can afford. Hotel Palmas de Cortez, Playa del Sol, and Hotel Punta Colorado have the biggest and best sport fishing fleet in all of Mexico. Call toll free to 877-777-TUNA to find out how affordable world class fishing can be. The finest resorts and the best boats in East Cape. Call 877-777-TUNA. If you like the show you are listening to right now, you can listen to it and many more just like it on Reno Viola Outdoors Radio. Fishing, hunting, boating, and the rest of the great outdoors 24-7, 365 on Reno Viola Outdoors Radio. Download the free Reno Viola's Outdoor Radio app or visit WRVORadio.com online to see the lineup and schedule. That's Reno Viola Outdoors Radio. And enjoy the great outdoors. It's time for you to take a real fun adventure. Join a hosted fishing adventure to Alaska or Baja with the staff of Fish Talk Radio. Real Fun Adventures can book you on any adventure you desire. Bring your fishing friends or meet new ones. Fish Talk Radio gets the best deals from our sponsors to give you the best possible price. Real Fun Trips are inclusive, easy, no-worry packages to the most popular fish grounds. Trips start around $600. Go to reelfunadventures.com. Welcome back to Fish Talk and Hunt Radio with John Hennigan and Mike the Grizz. This is John Hennigan, and we are in the middle of a fabulous, interesting conversation with Stephen Holdman. Our co-host is Frank Selby that has his and hers fly shop in Southern California. And Stephen, it sounds like you know a little bit about fish. Uh, it's been my passion ever since I was a little kid. We had a stream near the house, and I yeah. just my parents couldn't keep me out of it. You know, I've got a question for you that's kind of off the wall again. Is that uh, frequently in a river uh, will seem to disappear or dry up, but that doesn't necessarily mean there's no there's no water because they can go underground and come up somewhere else. And I'm just kind of wondering, you know, if you can comment on that. And is it possible that uh, uh, aquatic life and fish can survive, you know, when that water goes underground? 
Yeah, we technically kind of call those things intermittent streams a lot of times, but during droughts we can see rivers that are perennial or streams that are perennial um, seemingly have no flow in them. And what you see when you see surface water or, you know, fishable water in our case, um, that's where the groundwater meets the bottom of a stream. And so as the groundwater um, recedes down back down into the earth, we lose and and it's no longer contacting the stream bed, then you um, lose stream flow. Sometimes you'll find some of the deepest pools still have water, and those are the places where fish can really hang on. Um, we had a couple years of really severe drought here. Some streams went completely dry, and then they're going to have to have some fish um, from downstream come back up and recolonize it. But there's water. You just don't see it. It's called hyporheic and okay. hypo is like a hypodermic needle below the skin, mm -hmm. and rheic means flow. So if you have a rheostat, then that controls the flow of electricity through resistance through a switch. So it's below the stream, um, below the stream bed, but it's there. It's still flowing. Hmm. <clears throat> so, that, so that means that when, <laughs> when the water comes back, the fish come back. The fish can come back, right. But if you have, like, prolonged periods of drought, it can be a challenge for some of those organisms that um, that really depend on water and, and any kind of insect life that they need to feed on. The aquatic insects, can some can go down in, down into the stream bed and live down in that water that you can't see. And that's where a lot of algae is as well and fungi that's uh, really important for transforming nutrient into <laughs> the different kinds of food sources for insects and fish. Mm -hmm. Oh, yeah, that's right, because there's a lot of uh, life in the water besides uh, the things that have fins and tails. There's so much that you don't see, and a lot of that stuff is really what's driving um, productivity for fish. And um, it also helps out birds and bats and other things that rely on it up on the terrestrial environment as well. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Uh, Frank, uh, I'd be pretty tough to catch one of those underwater streams on a fly, or a fish on a fly, wouldn't it? <laughs> uh, Bennett Springs. Yeah. <laughs> they have, you were asking if they could live under the ground. Yes, they can. Bennett Springs has blind trout, white. I'm sorry, say that again? Bennett Springs in Missouri. Yeah. That's an all underwater channel. Comes up in three or four places. Uh, about seven years <laughs> ago, they found albino trout with a blind hmm. in the caverns. Hmm. It's never came up into the spring, into the wa open water. Mm-hmm. So they do survive underground. Okay. And, you know, let's, let's kind of get back a little bit uh, while we got Steve to take advantage of some of the things about some of the different species uh, that, that we have and what, uh, what you're helping to protect. You mentioned, you know, we talked about uh, rainbows, of course, and the golden, and you mentioned the browns have been introduced sometime in the last couple hundred years. That's right. Within the last hundred years, yeah. Okay. And... <laughs> 
the so there and again we talked about the difference between wild and native i don't you know it's it's to me it's you know what is native because there's really no such thing as trout that have been not been interbred with uh, hatchery fish and wild fish and and uh, you know things that have been here for a long time but you know they're right now they're they're very careful about allowing hatchery fish to interbreed with uh, what you might call natural or wild fish and one of the things they do in California now is they've um, introduced a method where they can make them what's called a triploid, where they have a third chromosome that's introduced, and that makes them, in sterile. essence, uh, mm-hmm. reproductively sterile. And so that's how they're trying to limit the impact of those hatchery fish, which are derived um, largely from a native stock. Um, but that's kind of limiting where they're putting that new genetic material back into streams. So they can make them sterile so they don't interbreed. But in the past, they didn't have that technology, and there definitely was some genetic sharing among a lot of different fish. Mm-hmm. Yeah. We, almost, we almost lost our greenback tr- uh, rainbow trout. And that's a good example, right? Mm. I'm not even sure I know what that is. The greenback uh, rainbow trout? Yeah. It, okay. <clears throat> it's uh, native for California for, I don't know, for at least five, 600 years. Hmm. There's very few of them left. I think one hatchery started re put an area just for them. Mm-hmm. Well, you know, let's, let's mention a little bit about hatcheries and how, you know, they are helping to... Um, regenerate, you know, some of our population. The, um, of course, most of the, the fish you're going to be catching, unless it's up in the upper areas and in certain parts of the Sierras, uh, it's pretty much put and take. I mean, you go up and, you, and uh, you know, they'll plant trout, and then you go in and catch them, and you get take them home and eat them. But, uh, you know, there's there's other, you know, the hatcheries are doing things to, I guess, repopulate some of the things that are um, more endangered. Is that right, Stephen? That is true. Um, our folks with the State Department of Fish and Game do an excellent job, both providing those recreational opportunities, but also trying to help conserve some of those native stocks. Like uh, a good one would be... Um, the McLeod red band trout. It's kind of a subspecies or a different um, looking kind of rainbow trout that um, may have, it may have evolved from other um, trout and it may have some unique characteristics that allow it to grow bigger in a hatchery situation, but it is really important for conserving some of those genes in certain circumstances. Mm-hmm. Sure. Well, you also mentioned some of the things that are in the water besides fish, and how important is that you know, to the streams and to our environment? Well, I do. Um, I've got a special weakness for aquatic insects, and that might sound odd, but anybody that's like big in, into uh, fly fishing, you know, they are the ones that know to turn over rocks, and they can see what's there on the bottom, and so they you kind of can learn over time to be able to match the hatch, you know, about what species should be emerging at different times. But it's that diversity and abundance of those aquatic insects that gives you a real good idea about your water quality, and your water quality then really works to uh, give you an indication of how healthy that aquatic system is, and that includes the trout that we catch. So are you saying that they actually enhance or clean the water? 
some of them can do that. Some of them can specifically filter out some of the suspended sediment in there. Certain kinds of uh, caddis flies definitely do that. But they also indicate pretty good linkage between the amount of nutrients that are coming in, um, all the other resources available to them to be able to provide a diversity of insects that um, that things like minnows and up to trout can um, can and do feed on. It's really mm-hmm. important for them, all those drifting insects. Well, an- another question is, uh, we've been talking about uh, <clears throat> rivers and streams and, and what you're doing, but uh, they do actually, <clears throat> um, you know, we get... Uh, king salmon uh, as far down as you know as, as Santa Barbara sometimes I think it comes out of the Sacramento River but mm-hmm. uh, what about the, you know the the hatcheries or the or the the releases for you know the different uh, different salmonoids or uh, I don't know what else that you, that they put in well, I, think, I, I know the white sea bass is something that they've, you know, that they, they've tried to uh, enhance, and it seems to be working. Uh, and then, the, you know, again, you know, the kings or silver salmon. I probably don't know too much about the sea bass, but I do know that with the salmon, like the king salmon, I know mm-hmm. when the Folsom Dam looked like it was about um, going to have some major problems earlier this spring when we had that really high runoff, they had to evacuate that one hatchery, and that hatchery does provide salmon for um, that recreational fishing. They mm-hmm. all they go out of the Sacramento River, they go through the San Francisco Bay, out into the ocean and they live there it's a super rich environment out there with the upwelling that comes up from deep water mm-hmm. and that current that's coming down from Atlanta, um, from Alaska and um, there's really productive water and I know a lot of folks and right now they're catching um, really good salmon off the coast of California that's for sure hmm. yeah no and it wouldn't be there if it wasn't for that it really helps since the and I'm going to say it, the native-run fish, the ones that were here without any kind of hatchery influence, those fish are in decline. Um, and this is augmenting those populations so that we can have uh, a viable commercial Sports fishery, fishery, something that yeah. everybody mm-hmm. can use. Okay. Well, looks like we're, we're getting close on time on this one. Um, so, you know, we would like to uh, uh, see if we can hold you over just for a couple minutes and bring you back for a few more minutes. And I'm sure that uh, we've got some more questions, and I know that Frank has some questions for you. But yeah. this, is, this is fascinating stuff. It's things that people, you know, need to learn about. And we haven't even talked about the East Coast and some of the things that have gone back there. I remember um, Lake Erie and the Erie Canal uh, it actually caught fire one time because of the pollution. And now it's a <laughs> tremendous fishery. That's right. Mm-hmm. Okay. All right. You are listening to Fish Hunt Talk Radio. We'll be back momentarily. Go to fishtalkradio.com and listen to us as many times as you want. We'll be right back. Cape of Baja, Mexico is world famous for sport fishing. Dorado, tuna, wahoo, marlin, sailfish, roosterfish, and parco. The Van Warmer Resorts make dreams come true at a price all can afford. Hotel Palmas de Cortez, Playa del Sol, and Hotel Punta Colorado have the biggest and best sport fishing fleet in all of Mexico. Call toll free to 877-777-TUNA to find out how affordable world class fishing can be. The finest resorts and the best boats in East Cape. Call 877-777-TUNA. 
If you like the show you are listening to right now, you can listen to it and many more just like it on Reno Viola Outdoors Radio. Fishing, hunting, boating, and the rest of the great outdoors 24-7, 365 on Reno Viola Outdoors Radio. Download the free Reno Viola's Outdoor Radio app or visit WRVORadio.com online to see the lineup and schedule. That's Reno Viola Outdoors Radio. And enjoy the great outdoors. Vagabundos del Mar Boat and Travel Club has 42 years experience introducing RVers to the joys of Mexico. Specializing in Baja, Vagabundos leads caravans and sponsors fishing tournaments, trailer boat cruises, and weekend getaways in Mexico and the West. Vagabundos del Mar also saves its 10,000 members tons of money on low-cost auto insurance. Stay up to date on Mexican travel with the printed newsletter online at vagabundos.com or call 800-474-BAJA. Great news. You can now watch Grizz's shows wherever you are, whenever you want, on all your mobile devices. Download the Grizz Channel app today. Enjoy an adventure during that boring wait at the doctor's office. Or while you're sitting at the airport waiting for your next flight. Just go to your phone, tablet, or even Kindle app store or iTunes and download it today. And when you get home, you can watch The Grizz on your big screen on Roku. Catch The Grizz next adventure today. It's time for you to take a real fun adventure. Join a hosted fishing adventure to Alaska or Baja with the staff of Fish Talk Radio. Real Fun Adventures can book you on any adventure you desire. Bring your fishing friends or meet new ones. Fish Talk Radio gets the best deals from our sponsors to give you the best possible price. Real Fun Trips are inclusive, easy, no-worry packages to the most popular fish grounds. Trips start around $600. Go to reelfunadventures.com. Welcome back to Fish Talk and Hunt Radio with Mike the Grizz and John Hennigan. This is John Hennigan in studio, and we're having a very informative, uh, fun conversation with Steve Holderman. I appreciate you taking the time out of your busy day. Uh, he works for the forestry as an uh, aquatic biologist, and we've been covering, gosh, all kinds of different uh, questions. But one real quick question, Stephen, is... Uh, your organization, you know, obviously you're underfunded as most anything of value, especially in California. Um, do you welcome or encourage volunteers to help you guys out? I really don't think a lot of our programs could get along very well without having volunteers. Um, you know, the Forest Service, like you said, we do have some um, challenges relative to our budget, but we have so many different opportunities for volunteers, whether it's replanting trees where we've had um, big fires or it's helping even do a kid's fishing day. We really welcome folks to help with those kinds of things. Mm -hmm. And how would they find out about that? The best way would be just to contact your local um, National Forest, either online or drop in if you're lucky enough to be close by and just see how you can, um, if there's any way that you can help. I get probably five or six people that want to help me do 
surveys for fish and frogs and toads mm-hmm. and things like that every year. Yeah, well, we haven't even talked about those. <clears throat> but you know, we did mention there's a lot. And, you know, as a matter of fact, I think it was just yesterday I, or day before <clears throat> this reading of something. And uh, there is more um, plant and, say, animal life <clears throat> in our oceans than there is on land. That wouldn't surprise me, because if you get really, really small with some of those things, then, um, you know, when you were talking about those little tiny organisms we don't see, Mm -hmm. I could see that as being a uh, true statement. Mm -hmm. So it it is, and, you know, that's, you know, one of my, you know, I don't want to get political, but I just wish that the billions of dollars spent on trying to change or unchange the climate was was spent on the oceans uh, and be much more beneficial to our environment. But uh, we won't go there right now. <laughs> the oceans have a big influence on our climate, though. Yes, yes. And the, uh, uh, you know, Chris, with, you know, the, the, what you do is, is, uh, is fantastic because there's a lot of things that you talked about today that most people don't know and understand. Some of the things about different species and what's native and what's not and, um, you know, what we need to do to protect them. I just have always loved going um, fishing, and our public lands offer everybody just a great opportunity to fish and fish for maybe some stalkers if you have kids that never have caught a fish before. But here, and even I grew up in the Cherokee National Forest, and I mean, they're just some great places to get away to, take your family camping. And it is public land. It's paid mm-hmm. for by all of us. Yeah. My salary is paid for by everybody, and it's just a wonderful resource that we all have. Well, that's that's to. one of the things the United States in particular has. Uh, I don't think there's another country in the world that has a national forest system like we do, where you can, you can you know, in most all of Europe, any place you want to go hunting or fishing is all private land. I mean, yeah. it's a gift. Mm-hmm. And uh, so, main thing is take advantage of it, and of course, take somebody with you. I mean, if you don't, always take it. If you don't, if you don't have any kids, borrow your neighbors. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, they need to get. Or out. go to one of the homes. Yeah, I'll tell you what. You know, if, if most everybody can remember, um, you know, is uh, you know going fishing with your dad. Um, because that's you know it may not be seem important at the time, but you know you never forget it. It was my next-door neighbor when I was young, living in Louisiana, and it was going out to the Atchafalaya Basin and catching bluegill off of mm-hmm. this little boat. It was mm-hmm. just, it was addictive. Right. Well, Stephen, you've been fantastic. We really appreciate you coming on because it's rare that we have the expertise that you can share with us. And I, I think we've covered a lot of different ground, and we really appreciate you helping us out. You are listening to uh, Fish Hunt Talk Radio, and uh, we've got... Uh, Frank Selby and Stephen Holdman from the Aquatic Biologist from the Department of well, the, the Federal Fishing Game, right? Okay. Welcome to Fish Talk and Hunt Radio with John Hennigan and Mike the Grizz. Where we're going to cast and blast you right out of this world with some of the best hunting and fishing stories that you can't even imagine. This is John Hennigan in studio, and right now we have Frank Selby, our co-host today from His and Hers Fly Shop in Southern California. Hey, Frank. Yeah. Well, let's talk about some fishing. 
Uh, okay. We've got coming up, uh, let's see, we're, we're going to come up, we're going to talk to a good friend of mine, Jim, from Blue Sky uh, Fishing Charters in Cabo San Lucas, and he's got a fleet of... <laughs> premier boats yeah i mean these are these are high end uh so if you want to do it right at a reasonable price then we'll do that and then uh who else do we have here um oh uh, gosh i don't know maybe it'd be just you and me <laughs> but uh we have anna gloria coming up uh from loreto uh in the in the, the next segment and we're going to see if we can get in touch with Julian, who's not answering his phone, at the Andy Myers Lodge in Ontario, Canada. So just hang on. It should be a, a fun time from all over the world, as usual. And we hope you uh, enjoy the show. And remember, you can go to fishtalkradio.com and listen to this show, any other show. They're archived as many times as you want. And just kind of page through and um, pick which ones because we've got a lot of interesting guests, interesting information. But uh, right now, Frank, uh, we might talk about some fly fishing, but uh, right now we're going to go to to Jim at uh, Blue Sky in Canada. So stay tuned, and we're going to be back with you in, uh, you know, just just a couple of minutes, so don't go very far. And Frank, you are located where? Where's Frank? Frank, are you there? Yeah. Okay, I said, where are you located? I think you were uh, going for the other Frank. (laughs) Oh, Okay. (laughs) All right. But uh, anyway, you are listening to Fish Talk Radio, and we'll be back with you momentarily. your feet are happy, you are happy. Soft Science Supreme Comfort Outdoor Footwear will give you happy feet. Durable, lightweight, and supportive, Soft Science Footwear is designed for boating, fishing, or everyday comfort and performance. With history of highest quality, you will be proud to own this revolutionary footwear. SoftScience.com has many types and styles you need to check out. Invest in quality footwear, and you will be happy for many years. Find out why at SoftScience.com. Used by fishermen who know where to get the best fishing gear around, AFTCO makes the highest quality fishing rod components worldwide. If it says AFTCO, you know you have a quality rod. Guy Harvey Clothing, the best outdoor clothing line anywhere, is also available through AFTCO. Longest lasting, functional, and best looking clothing you'll be proud to wear. Only the very best materials and workmanship. As soon as you put it on, you'll know the difference. Look for AFTCO at quality retailers or go to AFTCO.com. It's a great time to visit Lake Nascimento. Hard to pronounce, easy to find, to rest and relax this fall and winter season. Cast your line, sit back, breathe in the crisp air, and catch a fish. The resorts offer accommodations from lodges that sleep four or more, modular cabins that sleep up to eight, all fully furnished lodges with scenic views of the lake. Self-contained RV rental trailers are also available. Located midway between Los Angeles and San Francisco, the resort offers fun and adventure for the entire family. Visit NascimentoResort.com. That's N-A-C-I-M-I-E-N-T-O Resort.com. 
If you like the show you are listening to right now, you can listen to it and many more just like it on Reno Viola Outdoors Radio. Fishing, hunting, boating, and the rest of the great outdoors 24-7, 365 on Reno Viola Outdoors Radio. Download the free Reno Viola's Outdoor Radio app or visit WRVORadio.com online to see the lineup and schedule. That's Reno Viola Outdoors Radio. And enjoy the great outdoors. The East Cape of Baja, Mexico is world famous for sport fishing. Dorado, tuna, wahoo, marlin, sailfish, roosterfish, and parco. The Van Warmer Resorts make dreams come true at a price all can afford. Hotel Palmas de Cortez, Playa del Sol, and Hotel Punta Colorado have the biggest and best sport fishing fleet in all of Mexico. Call toll-free to 877-777-TUNA to find out how affordable world-class fishing can be. The finest resorts and the best boats in East Cape. Call 877-777-TUNA. If you are still using a plastic hard shell cooler, things have changed for the better. AO coolers are lighter with twice the efficiency of the traditional bulky coolers. AO coolers are the best available soft-sided cooler with three-quarter inch high-density closed-cell foam insulation. They will keep ice frozen for 24 hours in hot weather. Easy to carry, less space, it fits product inside for better performance. Go to aocoolers.com to order or find a retailer available at West Marine. Welcome back to Fish Talk and Hunt Radio with Mike the Grizz and John Hennigan. This is John Hennigan in studio, and we have Frank Selby from His and Hers Fly Shops. And we have another good friend of mine, Jim. And I always mess up his last name, Kuczynski, is that right? <laughs> yes. Okay. Anyway, Jim has a, a fleet of boats at a Cabo San Lucas that are absolutely incredible. And, Jim, before we get started, why don't you just describe what your fleet is uh, made up of right now? Or... Uh, we've got several boats. Um, I guess four in, in uh, operation right now. 31-foot... 30, um, Bertram? No, 31-foot, uh, like, Super Panga. Oh, oh, yeah, yeah. Oh, yeah. And then we've got a 32-foot Lures, 35-foot Riviera, 43-foot Riviera, and 60-foot Bertram, so wow. we can, we're starting to handle all those nice corporate groups. Yeah, well, I didn't even know that Bertram made a boat that big. Oh, yeah, it's wonderful. Well, you've been on it. Um, and we did that $1.2 million renovation, new engines, and it was in the shipyard with Ari at the uh, Cowboy Yacht Centers. Yeah, well, I'll tell you what, your boats, you know, what you did to the uh, uh, the Blue Sky, the 42-footer, uh, you'd swear it just came off the showroom floor. And, yeah, we you know. just had some uh, downtime. We, You know, September is just the hump before high season. Yeah. And uh, the only reason we did the fishing is amazing in September, but sometimes we can't get out due to the storms. Yeah, oh, gosh, um, you guys have been hit hard this year. Yeah, so with October rolling around, we're looking forward to some great uh, Dorado and Blue Marlin, and we're entering the Bisbees, of course, which is amazing, one of the richest fishing tournaments in the world. Oh, I remember maybe five years ago when that team from Hawaii, they won $3.9 million, that boat did. Yeah. As they had, uh, uh, I think they got first overall, and then uh, 
Uh, they got first in, you know, one or two days, you know, plus all the jackpots. And it was over $4 million, but they they picked up $3.9 million. So, you know, it's uh, it's not a cheap tournament, but, boy, it sure has a payout. Sure. Mm-hmm. But uh, coming so, up, coming up then, of course. Well, let's talk about it a little bit uh, about October. Uh, the beginning of November also isn't bad either. Uh, October, the beginning of November, is the popular time for the fishing derbies. And why is that? Well, I think the water temperatures come down to the right right amount. Blue water, and uh, we get that migratory pattern up from Panama, and uh, just amazing. Mm-hmm. But uh, yeah, the fishing down there can be. You know, the fishing is fishing. You might go out one day and you go, where did the fish at? And then uh, he should have been here yesterday or tomorrow. <laughs> That's why I always encourage people, if they go down, uh, to book at least two days. And, well, as you know, you're spoiled. If you go fishing out of the Gulf, out of Galveston, you're chugging out probably six to seven hours. Yeah, yeah, to get to him. And uh, with with Cabo, you're you're actually fishing for marlin within 45 minutes. Yeah, well, I'll tell you a quick story. Um, I've been down to Cabo at least once a year for the last 30 years, and I used to go down with a group we called the Cabo Bros, and we'd have our own one-day fishing tournament, and it was for the you know for the biggest marlin, and we were out, uh, and we'd cut kind of, a you know a, a nice one, a stripe, and then uh, uh, we were coming back in. At, at the end of the day, and you know, talking to the you know on the radio to the other boats and stuff, and it, you know, and everybody said, "Well, it looks like you guys got it," because you know, maybe only half the boats caught marlin, but they weren't that big. But so we, you know, and it wasn't huge prize money, but to us it was. And uh, so we were, you know, we came to the dock and we were hooping and hollering and high fiving and tipped the captain a generous tip, and and then uh, um, they go, "Yeah, it looks like you guys got it." Well, a friend of mine, it was out um, with three people, then it went to two, and then he ended up going out by himself because they, <laughs> they couldn't make Reveille. It's, uh, they were having too much fun the night before. Anyway, Ernie, uh, right just about where he was passing the arches that came into the dock, he hooked up a marlin, and he stole the first place from us. So, wow. you know, I mean, that's 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 what it is, because like you said, you know, sometimes you can catch them, you know, within a few minutes is once you leave the uh, the harbor, um, you go left or right, usually to the right and you just go out to where the lighthouse and, and go out. And, you know, it's, it's very hot fishing grounds, especially for Dorado. But the uh, uh, there Cabo is the. Uh, has more striped marlin caught and released every year than any other place in the world. And, of course, there's a, lot of, there's a, there's a lot of boats that yeah. do it. But one of the things I really enjoy about fishing down there is if you, you know, I go to Alaska, and you go out on one of the six-pack boats uh, with the captain, and you go out there looking for... Um, Hopefully halibut or, you know, maybe a king because you're only allowed one and and some salmon. But it's like $450 per person to go out. But in Cabo, you can get a whole boat with a captain and deckhand for that much. Yeah, that's that's true. Mm-hmm. In fact, um, I told you off air we've got a promotion on. Um, I've got an incredible hotel. It's a five-star hotel. And we can host you for the week 
for eight hundred dollars. For the and hotel. And you get to go f- for the hotel. Eight hundred dollars mm-hmm. US. Wh- which hotel is that? That's the Hacienda in Cantata. Oh man, yeah, that's owned by the people that own the uh, Marina Fiesta, I think. But that's it correct. is it is yep. uh, it is truly a five star hotel, and the rooms yep. normally go for at least two fifty a night. Yeah, and then we thrown in four hours of afternoon fishing. Wow. On on our thirty two or thirty five foot Riviera. Wow. Man, you, man you, how can you turn that down? Give me the phone number. Give me the phone number. <laughs> Give me the phone number. I'm coming down. I'll well, take the plonga. <laughs> yeah. so, uh, to, go, to go fishing just for the afternoon, we have an afternoon special. Mm-hmm. It's around five to $600, and we're giving that complimentary. Wow. And, and, the, and for a week in the hotel is 800 Is that what you said? That's right. It's especially it's my timeshare week. Oh, and uh, those are my maintenance fees. And if one of your listeners wants to experience Cabo, they're welcome to call me. Wow, how could you turn that down? I'll even take that. Yeah, me too. <laughs> <laughs> and is there particular dates? Yeah, it's November sixth to thirteenth. Oh, and I'll tell you what, November 6th through the 13th is perfect because, you know, the water temperature is probably still in the low 80s. The air temperature is probably around 90, but it's not too hot. And the fishing that time of the year, October, November, is really is, you know, the peak of the season. That's why they have all the tournaments down there at the end of October and the beginning of November. Yeah. But, uh, uh, that's, that's absolutely incredible. Well, the... Uh, Anyway, your your charter company is called what? The what's that, John? You broke yeah, up. The, the name of your charter company. Oh, it's blueskycabo.com. Blueskycabo.com, and you can just check on that and get in touch with Jim. And, you know, I don't suppose you have too many of these available, so the first person that calls in and reserves yeah. it gets it. That's I've, inc- got two, I've got two separate studios available, so that's awesome. Wow, that's absolutely incredible. And you do have some other rooms available that you have down there, too, if people just want to go down any time. Anytime. We've got a condo, as you know, at Plaza Nautica. Mm-hmm. Just in the downtown heart of Cabo by Giggling Marlin. Yeah. And you can walk everywhere. And yeah. We, we even give you a free complimentary convertible. <laughs> convertible? You mean a car? Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Man, are you, you wanna, is this are you Santa Claus or what? Well, if you wanted to go off to go for a whale shark tour in La Paz or yeah. head to a wine tasting in San Jose. Yeah. Uh, you're welcome to uh, hop in the convertible and wow. and just enjoy the the highway. Wow, that is incredible. Okay, well maybe I'll take you up on that too. But uh, <laughs> anyway, get in touch with Jim at blueskycabo.com, Correct. You bet. Oh yeah, and uh, say this is the time of the year to do it. Yeah, we've got the tuna tournament coming up at the beginning of November, the, the Bisbee at the end of October. But uh, get down there and take advantage of Jim's offer. That's absolutely incredible, Jim. I appreciate that. All right, That's listeners, take, take advantage of it. Okay, we got to go. You are listening to Fish Hunt Talk Radio. Go to fishtalkradio.com anytime and uh, listen to Jim again.
The best wind shooting is in Nayarit, Mexico. It's absolutely incredible and is only $2,650 U.S. per person. Includes four nights lodging, three days hunting, all meals, non-alcoholic beverages, transportation, bird boys, cleaning and packing of all birds. You'll even be provided, free of charge, a quality shotgun over and under or automatic, either a Beretta or Browning, three cases of shotgun shells. Even the tips are included. Bird season starts soon, so book your adventure today. Contact support at thegrizzgear.com. That's support at thegrizzgear.com. Or call 434-953-8598. That's 434-953-8598. It's time for you to take a real fun adventure. Join a hosted fishing adventure to Alaska or Baja with the staff of Fish Talk Radio. Real Fun Adventures can book you on any adventure you desire. Bring your fishing friends or meet new ones. Fish Talk Radio gets the best deals from our sponsors to give you the best possible price. Real Fun Trips are inclusive, easy, no-worry packages to the most popular fish grounds. Trips start around $600. Go to reelfunadventures.com. If your feet are happy, you are happy. Soft Science Supreme Comfort Outdoor Footwear will give you happy feet. Durable, lightweight, and supportive. Soft Science Footwear is designed for boating, fishing, or everyday comfort and performance. With history of highest quality, you will be proud to own this revolutionary footwear. SoftScience.com has many types and styles you need to check out. Invest in quality footwear, and you will be happy for many years. Find out why at SoftScience.com. Let me tell you about a fantastic boutique hotel on Mag Bay called the Mangrove Inn, located on the estuary in Lopez Mateos. This unique hotel will connect you with nature. The whale watching is incredible. They have the best onshore and offshore fishing guides and even bird watching guides. And the estuary fishing. You can even kayak fish the estuaries right from the hotel. The chef will even cook your catch. Check it out at mangroveinbaja.com or call 434-953-8598 to book your adventure. That's 434-953-8598. Welcome back to Fish Talk and Hunt Radio with John Hennigan and Mike the Grizz. Welcome back to Fish Talk Radio. We're trying to get a hold of one person, but right now we'll talk a little bit about the high Sierras and the first snow. The big browns are coming up the river now. They, they hang close to the bank, and it's not uncommon to catch one or two fish in a week, double digits, with big streamers. There's a lot of different ways to do it. I like uh, the San Juan worm a lot with a big nymph or or a bait uh, for the spinning fish guys. They like to use a little spinner. 
uh, like bucktails work really good with a single hook. You can only you're only allowed one hook, and barbless after. Are we? Uh, Keep going, Frank. You're doing great. Oh, okay. I kept hearing a beep. <laughs> yeah. Uh, okay. And uh, you can, uh, there's a lot of nice places to stay up there, and I'll tell you one thing. You want to dress warm. You want to dress very warm. Just keep going, Frank. It's John still trying to get the phone going. Okay, I keep hearing that beep. <laughs> okay, uh, you can uh, catch probably normally this time of year in the upper Owens, 15 to 20 fish a day, and at least one you should hook that is a double digit. There are a lot of great guides up there on the lower and upper Owens. You just have to check around and see who's available. Uh, a lot of people like to float the lower ones, and you can do two different companies there. And I am going up in about two weeks and fish. Okay, okay. Frank. Frank. Yes. We do have Anna Gloria from uh, Loreto on the line with us. Uh, it's been a little bit complicated because we're doing a conference call with her. But Anna Gloria, mi amiga. Oh my God, John! How 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 nice to hear from you. Well, it keeps getting better all the time, and it's such a pleasure. It's been too long since I've seen your pretty face. Ah, uh, yeah, it has been a long time, but okay. uh, uh, you're welcome. Come to Loreto anytime. Okay. Well, tell me why we Remember should. Remember that Loreto and the Oasis is your home away from home. <laughs> yeah. Now, uh, a couple of things. First of all, we want our listeners to understand why they should go to Loreto. Uh, but the first question is, how long has the Oasis been in Loreto? Oh, the Hotel Oasis has been since 1962. <laughs> the family. Yeah. So 55 years since December 2nd. Oh wow, 55. Yeah. Well, that was That's, about that was about tw- uh-huh. that was about 20 years before you were born. <laughs> I wish, but yeah, more or less. <laughs> yeah, more or less. Yeah. <laughs> and Anna Gloria, um, do I remember that there used to be an airstrip right next to your hotel? Uh, no, that was uh, another hotel, the first okay. hotel in Loreto. This was the second one. Oh, okay. And, uh, but you can fly from uh, now, nowadays, mm-hmm. from LAX or Tijuana, to, oh, a direct flight to Loreto. Oh, wow. Now, uh, the other question, yeah. why would anybody want to go to Loreto? Oh, okay, sure. Well, Loreto is still the um, peaceful little town. And uh, that has all the um, uh, very natural activities that you can do besides fishing, diving, um, kayaking, um, mule rides, and um, some cheese build, uh, making tours and all that. And it's still very peaceful. It's a very nice atmosphere. Mm-hmm. Um, there's some nightlife here in Loreto, but not that much. 
And it's very tranquil. You can still walk at 2 o'clock in the morning and you won't have any problems. Well, one, yeah. of, the, one, of, the, one of the things I like about Loreto is that there are no one on the streets trying to sell you timeshares or cigars. or, <laughs> And there, you can walk through the whole town and you'll never see any graffiti. Graffiti, uh, definitely. Mm-hmm. Uh, you can now, it's, uh, you still can walk in town without finding people selling you things. Mm-hmm. But definitely there is a time chair. There's a hotel here in Loreto, the, the biggest hotel in, in town that uh, has time chairs condominiums. But uh, what they do, and we ask them not to go in stores to sell them. They yes. just go, you, uh, they have like a space. And if the tourist wants to know something more about Loreto, they can go to them. Yes. But not, you are not aboard. Yes. And that is, you know, that that's very uncomfortable when you really want to have your time with your family and friends. Perfect. Perfect. And your hotel is located right downtown, right on that beautiful beach. We are just right on the beach, and we have our own private beach, and uh, and it's only three blocks from downtown. Mm-hmm. But it's very small. We only uh, we only we are seventeen thousand people. Right. Well, I remember the first time I went to Loreto was probably before you were born, and as I recall, there was only one street light in town. And it seems to it seems to me that you know the generator got turned off at ten o'clock at night, <laughs> but things are well. things are a lot different now. <laughs> no, now we have all the services the twenty four hours mm-hmm. around, but we only have one traffic light. Only one what? In town. Only one traffic light yeah. in town. Well, that's not even in but town. That's on, yeah. That's on the, that's right on the when you're first coming into town, right? Uh-huh, I remember last time you were here. Mm-hmm. Yeah, we still have one. Yeah, okay. <laughs> and oh, also, but, uh, uh, also uh-huh. when I was down there one time, you had a very special treat for us that you did in the sand on the beach. With, oh. uh, do, you, do you remember that? What are we talking about? Your, oh yeah. And tell us about that. The clam bake, yes. the chocolate clam patemada, mm-hmm. yes, definitely, the Loreto typical dish. We had a blast, I remember. Well, we do have it every Saturday. We make a nice big fiesta here at the Hotel Oasis. And being the traditional hotel, well, the traditional dish is served over here. And I go and explain the tradition that comes way back from my great-grandparents. And it's uh, the chocolate clams are buried in a bed of gravel, and they are uh, cooked with a dry bush called romerillo. It takes about forty minutes for the clams to cook. And that, it's, buri- clam. it's buried in the sand. Uh huh. Exactly. Uh huh. On into the gravel. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Not sand. And it, you eat it in tacos with flour tortilla and a very special mustard sauce. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah, no. And with some wine that, <laughs> uh, that one I didn't, yeah, some wine that as he is, we still make it the same way to just eat more than 320 years ago. Wow. It's a sweet wine. See, see we like to offer our clients to, uh, all our traditions so they can learn more about Loreto. Mm-hmm. And it's the, the advantage because um, we are not, 
we are busy all the time, but being in a small peaceful uh, fishing village, you have more contact with your clients, and right. uh, and then they they end up being your friends. You know, just yes. I'm, I'm there telling them about the story about the same way my grandfather cooked the clams, my mom cooked the clams, yeah. and so it, that is uh, really a part for me. Being a Loretana, uh, person. Uh, Born in Loreto is really a pleasure. Mm-hmm. And whoever's listening to that story, well, it's amazing uh, the way they, they, they do it. You know, it's so spectacular. Okay. And the, uh, of course, we didn't even mention that Loreto is known as the yellowtail capital of the world. And, uh, well, fishing, you know, you know, you're an excellent fisherman, and uh, you know that Loreto has been very well known for fishing. At this time, we have Yellowtail and Dorados, and, and, but some are coming in, and the other ones are coming out. Mm-hmm. So we do have it, but they're small. Dorados around from 9 to 12 pounds. Uh-huh. So today was one caught about 13 pounds or right. 15, mm-hmm. something like that. And yellowtails is still very um, like medium size, around 25 pounds, 28. Well, and uh, all year round we have the yellowtail. Right. The water has been kind of cool mm-hmm. and uh, at the Gulf. Yeah. And just to, to give our listeners a perspective, your hotel, uh, I, I wouldn't call it a five-star, but probably four. And it is very, very nice. It's used. It's beautiful. You've got a great restaurant, uh, big grounds. you got a table out in the back where you can fillet your fish. But uh, just, to, just to give people an idea, what does it cost to stay at the Oasis? Okay. Um, start from... Uh, hundred and ten dollars taxes included and <laughs> breakfast. Yeah. Uh huh. So well, yep. that's around that. Yeah, that's absolutely. And sometimes incredible. we have promotions like the four yeah. free. Yeah. So goes down to eighty five. Wow, that you know for yeah. a hotel like that, and you're right on the beautiful beach, and it's just a, a beautiful hotel, and of course the service uh, is wonderful, and if you're lucky, uh, Anna Gloria might be there to greet you. <laughs> Yes, and it's really, really my pleasure. It's one of my pleasures in my work that I enjoy very much meeting you, mm-hmm. and meeting new people, and the old ones. It's like family coming and visit. Okay, well, we're going to have to go. Yeah. Um, but uh, Frank, what do you think? I think it's a great idea. Okay. And she sounds very bonita. Yeah, she is. All right, you are <laughs> You're listening. You're welcome. To, you, are, come. you are listening to Fish Talk Radio, and we'll be back with you shortly, so don't go anywhere. Thank you, Anna Gloria. Lake Cabot won seventh place in America's top 100 family-friendly places to boat and fish. The lake is in the Bay Area, only 45 minutes away from San Francisco. This scenic destination boasts over a dozen hiking and biking trails, trophy-sized fish, boat rentals, Bay Area kayak tours, and a picturesque eating area at the surprisingly delicious cafe. Tell them John Hennigan sent you, and they'll even give you a special gift on California parks. Visit LakeCabotRecreation.com for information. That's LakeCabotRecreation.com. 
If your feet are happy, you are happy. Soft Science Supreme Comfort Outdoor Footwear will give you happy feet. Durable, lightweight, and supportive. Soft Science Footwear is designed for boating, fishing, or everyday comfort and performance. With history of highest quality, you will be proud to own this revolutionary footwear. SoftScience.com has many types and styles you need to check out. Invest in quality footwear, and you will be happy for many years. Find out why at SoftScience.com. The road stretches for miles in front of you. And with the Ram 1500, you'll be able to reach mile after open mile. It gets a best-in-class 25 miles per gallon highway. So your destination won't just be determined by your gas gauge, but by your gauge for achievement. And the Ram 1500 is the first-ever back-to-back motor trend truck of the year. Guts. Glory. Ram. See your local Ram dealer today for great deals. EPA estimated 25 MPG highway based on V6 4x2. The East Cape of Baja, Mexico is world famous for sport fishing. Dorado, tuna, wahoo, marlin, sailfish, roosterfish, and parco. The Van Warmer Resorts make dreams come true at a price all can afford. Hotel Palmas de Cortez, Playa del Sol, and Hotel Punta Colorado have the biggest and best sport fishing fleet in all of Mexico. Call toll free to 877-777-TUNA to find out how affordable world class fishing can be. The finest resorts and the best boats in East Cape. Call 877-777-TUNA. If you like the show you are listening to right now, you can listen to it and many more just like it on Reno Viola Outdoors Radio. Fishing, hunting, boating, and the rest of the great outdoors 24-7, 365 on Reno Viola Outdoors Radio. Download the free Reno Viola's Outdoor Radio app or visit WRVORadio.com online to see the lineup and schedule. That's Reno Viola Outdoors Radio. And enjoy the great outdoors. It's time for you to take a real fun adventure. Join a hosted fishing adventure to Alaska or Baja with the staff of Fish Talk Radio. Real Fun Adventures can book you on any adventure you desire. Bring your fishing friends or meet new ones. Fish Talk Radio gets the best deals from our sponsors to give you the best possible price. Real Fun Trips are inclusive, easy, no-worry packages to the most popular fish grounds. Trips start around $600. Go to reelfunadventures.com. Welcome back to Fish Talk and Hunt Radio with Mike the Grizz and John Hennigan. This is John Hennigan, and we have Mia amiga, Ana Gloria Davis, uh, from she's the proprietor of the Oasis Hotel in Loreto, and she said it was started what sixty four. Is that what you said? Sixty two. Sixty two. Oh my gosh. And basically, yeah, yeah, fifty-five years ago. Yeah, well, let's talk a little bit about a little bit more about Loreto. Um, I think one of the last times I was down there, we did a, a road trip up. Uh, there's Loreto is a beautiful place, and then right next to it is the Sierra Madre Mountains, and there's one there called Gigante, I believe. And, La Giganta, yes. Yes, and there's a reason for it because it is big and it's high. Uh, anyway, we went. Uh, we did a road trip. Uh, it was, I guess, with the Grizz, and we drove up. And on the way, we stopped at this little farm, a uh, goat farm, and you know, it was just this couple that you know that raised goats, and they had just a little like palapa. Uh, we sat down and you know had a drink or some whatever we did, and they went out and milked one of the goats. They took the goat milk, and I don't know what they had, some kind of an alum or something to it, 
and and then within about an hour, uh, they we had goat cheese, and it was I think we bought two kilos for I don't know almost nothing, and I brought a lot of it back, and that was so good. Anyway, we continued up over the mountain to this little town. Um, was it Francis Francisito? Um, okay. And there's a cha- or a church, chapel, a cathedral, or whatever it is. It's been there about 200 years. I remember there was a, I think it was an olive tree that was over 200 years old. It was put out there. And, but this little village, you know, there couldn't have been more than a hundred, two hundred, maybe a hundred people population. But it was mm-hmm. just fascinating. And so, you know, that's one of the reasons, and it's not that far. You just have to come up over the hill, and then you come into like an oasis. And there's the, you know, the uh, the church in the, in, in the little village. And it's certainly worth the trip. If you get down to Loreto, you might want to give that a try. And then right off the coast of Loreto, you've got some islands. And that's probably, you know, one of the more popular places to go fishing, especially for yellowtail. But then along the beach, you've got miles of this beautiful, pristine, sandy beach. And that's where you do the clam bake. That's right. Mm-hmm. You remember pretty good, yeah. It seems to me <laughs> like you had a good time here in Loreto, huh? Yeah. Visiting San Javier, where the second mission is. Yeah. Oh, was uh, that, the, the oh, that, was, that, that was the second mission? So that yes, was probably... So that would have been from the early 1700s? Yeah, it's 300 years old already. Wow. Uh-huh. It's, oh, no, it's uh, in uh, excellent condition, yes. definitely. Yeah, but it has yes. not been restored. And it's just in really good condition. Oh, yeah. It's mm-hmm. still, uh, that one is intact. Mm-hmm. The one in Loreto, the first mission, the Jesuit field, uh-huh. uh, yeah, that one, it, 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 we had some um, earthquakes. It was part of the church was destroyed. Mm-hmm. But the one in San Javier is still intact. Yes. Yeah. And and I, I, we had a blast, right, with the uh, cheese-making uh, tour. Yes. And you and Mike had a great time making the cheese, huh? Yes. And me, me, milking the goats. Yeah. <laughs> see, see, yeah. see, in order for you to make the, the yeah. cheese. No. It was great. No, it is. Yeah, you know, it, and well, well, that's the you know part of the beauty of Loreto, is you know because of its you know location and the, the um, it's certainly just a quaint. Well, of course, nowadays there's a lot of uh, Americans living down there. Yes, it's a very nice community, very much involved in town, mm-hmm. uh, helping and very active. They're, most of them, they are retired, right? And uh, but they're very active with the society here, helping the schools, Casa uh, Hogar, where um, uh, small children live there, and very nice. Yeah, we 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 get together very well. Uh, Frank, yeah, they you, learn our customs. Uh-huh. Frank, have you ever been to Loreto? One time, and that was when I was 17. I'm not going to say how long ago that was. Was that, <laughs> did, did you go to the Flying Fisherman's Lodge? <laughs> uh, God, what was, uh, no, what was it called? It's not all, all, it's not all timers, just old age. Yeah. Uh, uh, the, uh, while you were on the subject, uh, 
there, there's a lot to do for the girls, right, going over to the mission and stuff like that. Uh, a lot of sightseeing around there still, right? She's not answering. Uh, Anna Gloria, he's asking about activities if you don't go fishing. For the girls. Oh, there are plenty. For the, for the girls and all that, yes, there are plenty besides, you know, uh, shopping. You can get massage. You can get uh, tours up in the mountains, like the one uh, John mentioned about the goats, learning how to milk goats and make cheese goats, uh, goat cheese, sorry. And uh, there are some kayaking, paddle boards, bicycles, golf. I don't know if they like to golf. And there are a few spots around in, in around town so they can get, you know, very pampered, pedicures, manicures. Mm-hmm. And besides, we have uh, uh, also museums. Mm-hmm. If they want to do more history things well, around while, while you go out fishing. Well, you bring the fish. I made the ceviche, and we'll all have fun for dinner. Now we're talking. talking. But, you know, when we're talking about the mission and 300 years ago, uh, a lot of people don't realize the history of of Baja, California. And I believe that uh, the town, let's see, I think the town of Loreto, if I recall, it was established in something like 1698. Um, but it was it was you know one one of the first you know founded by the Jesuits and then taken over by the Franciscans and and then Father Sierra started building the mission starting down there and all the way up to San Francisco. But uh, you know the the history the history is very very rich and a lot of people don't seem to understand you know don't don't realize you know the history of what's there. The, the first capital of California, California, Mexico, and California, United States, was here in Loreto. The mission, the um, the mission of Loreto, mm-hmm. the, the Madonna of Loreto, was here, and, uh, and it started all building all the. Um, the uh, missions all mm-hmm. the way mm-hmm. to Mon- Monterey. Mm-hmm. Well, and the other thing that a lot of people, you know, don't think about anymore is that Southern California um, and uh, parts of, uh, you know, mostly Southern uh, Nevada and New Mexico at one time were all part of Mexico. And he said Loreto right. was the capital. But, of course, we stole it back from the Mexicans and was it 1812 or whatever it was. But, uh, um, of course, there's probably more Mexicans here now than there was then, <laughs> but that's a different story. We're, we're, um, there was an arrangement there, I'm so sure, but uh, we're getting back our land little by little. <laughs> <laughs> you know what we are sharing, because like yeah. we, we uh, like I said, you know, oh, I feel very nice and comfortable with all the American communities that live here in Reto, that... They retire up in the United States, and they come over here, mm-hmm. and they keep active of helping the town, and so they just keep moving and going. They have many different uh, uh, like um, clubs. One of them is the Optimist Club, and they sponsor kids to go to school, to go to university, and it's, it's so nice, you know, the way... Um, we are. Uh, we live together. Mm-hmm. At least for me, it has been a very nice experience. Mm-hmm. Or see the other part, because when I went to study in the United States, I could see all 
you know, oh, I couldn't, there was no way for me to meet the retired people, right? Because they are still working, and so I had that experience there. And over here, I get to to know more about about you guys. Mm-hmm. Well, there's and a... And it's, it's um, nice. I do like it. <laughs> Frank, well, there's a couple of quick points. Uh, Frank, you'll agree with this. First of all, the reason that, that there are so many Americanos and the Reto that are retired is because they can afford to go there and live. And the other thing is that one of the things I like about Baja, California, or Mexico in particular, it really is the people. Um, I've had, uh, you know, I've, I have an older van that I keep down in Cabo, and, you know, I've had incidents where, you know, I was along the side of the road with a flat tire, and I guarantee you not three cars would go by without someone stopping to help. And you're not flagging them down. They just see a problem, and they want to help. And but and they don't want any money. So it's, just to help, mm-hmm. yeah. Or we're very warm. We like to to embrace, hug, and kiss, and welcome. And so for the the ones that come over here for the first time. They keep uh, at us like, what's wrong? What do you want? Yeah. <laughs> and we just want yeah. to become friends, yeah. you know, and welcome. Okay. okay. <laughs> All right. Well, Anna, Gloria, yeah, we welcome you. Yeah, we're gonna, nice. we're gonna, we're. It looks like we're running out of time this time, um, so we're gonna, we're gonna let you go. But it's the Oasis Hotel, and the website is. Hoteloasis.com. Hoteloasis.com. And I guarantee you, uh, you know, she mentioned the, the, the prices earlier. And for what you get and, you know, the boat prices and everything is just so affordable that you almost can't afford not to go there. Okay, you are listening. Exactly, to fit, to fit. And, and it's light. Yes. Very easy to come and, to. Oh yeah, oh yeah, you get direct flights from Los Angeles, but uh, and also from Tijuana. And now with the bridge, there's no problem for you just cross walking, and then hour and forty minutes, you are right here in Loreto. Oh, that's awesome. Okay, thank you, Ana Gloria. I miss you. I want to come and see you. We'll talk to you soon. You are listening to Fish Hunt Talk Radio. Go to fishtalkradio.com. The East Cape of Baja, Mexico is world famous for sport fishing. Dorado, tuna, wahoo, marlin, sailfish, roosterfish, and parco. The Van Warmer Resorts make dreams come true at a price all can afford. Hotel Palmas de Cortez, Playa del Sol, and Hotel Punta Colorado have the biggest and best sport fishing fleet in all of Mexico. Call toll-free to 877-777-TUNA to find out how affordable world-class fishing can be. The finest resorts and the best boats in East Cape. Call 877-777-TUNA. If you like the show you are listening to right now, you can listen to it and many more just like it on Reno Viola Outdoors Radio. Fishing, hunting, boating, and the rest of the great outdoors 24-7, 365 on Reno Viola Outdoors Radio. Download the free Reno Viola's Outdoor Radio app or visit WRVORadio.com online to see the lineup and schedule. That's Reno Viola Outdoors Radio. And enjoy the great outdoors. Vagabundos del Mar Boat and Travel Club has 42 years experience introducing RVers to the joys of Mexico. Specializing in Baja, Vagabundos leads caravans and sponsors fishing tournaments, trailer boat cruises, and weekend getaways in Mexico and the West. Vagabundos del Mar also saves its 10,000 members tons of money on low-cost auto insurance. Stay up to date on Mexican travel with the printed newsletter online at vagabundos.com or call 800-474-BAJA. 
great news. You can now watch Grizz's shows wherever you are, whenever you want, on all your mobile devices. Download the Grizz Channel app today. Enjoy an adventure during that boring wait at the doctor's office. Or while you're sitting at the airport waiting for your next flight. Just go to your phone, tablet, or even Kindle app store or iTunes and download it today. And when you get home, you can watch The Grizz on your big screen on Roku. Catch The Grizz next adventure today. It's time for you to take a real fun adventure. Join a hosted fishing adventure to Alaska or Baja with the staff of Fish Talk Radio. Real Fun Adventures can book you on any adventure you desire. Bring your fishing friends or meet new ones. Fish Talk Radio gets the best deals from our sponsors to give you the best possible price. Real Fun Trips are inclusive, easy, no-worry packages to the most popular fish grounds. Trips start around $600. Go to reelfunadventures.com. Welcome back to Fish Talk and Hunt Radio with John Hennigan and Mike the Grizz. This is John Hennigan and along with uh, Frank Selby from his and her tackle shop. What, what Did you learn anything, uh, Frank, on that last segment with Anna Glory and Loretto? Yes, I did. That seems like it would be a perfect place to take your wife. My wife will fish one or two days, and the rest of the time she wants to shop or see everything in the yeah. 50 miles. Well, yeah, you can do that, but or you can just walk around town. And yeah. again, you know, that's what we talked about. It's one of the things that I like about Loreto in particular. It's just a quaint Mexican town filled with Americanos. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. There's a dwindle of that. And then we were speaking about deals. Uh, Let's not forget to remind people about uh, Jim from Blue Sky. Um, He can put you up in a five-star resort, give you a half a day fishing uh, for a week uh, for 800 bucks. I'm going to take him up on that. Yeah, I think so. I mean, yeah. how could you not? Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I'm sure. Give a couple of buddies and go. Yeah. Well, I I know the hotel, and it definitely is five star. But well. uh, the the uh, but so you know if you if you're interested, you can always listen to us again on FishTalkRadio.com and listen to it as many times as you want. But I mean, how can you turn down a deal like that? You can't. But there's, there's no way. Yeah. But I think he said he's got two rooms available. So um, the first two people that uh, get in touch with him at uh, uh, blueskycabo.com. And then uh, also, you know, we do have a, we've got a condo in Cabo San Lucas if people are interested in that. And we can take good care of you uh, there at a very, very reasonable price. And the fishing is, I mean, it's, if you're going to, if you're going to take a trip, and you want to get some serious blue water fishing, there's no place, I don't think there's any place in the world that you can go uh, for that price because, you know, you can go to, uh, um, you know, Nicaragua or Costa Rica and there's, you know, or Belize, but they don't have the infrastructure and the amount of boats 
and their prices are at least double. At least double. Mm-hmm. Maybe a little more than double. On yeah. Lot. Yeah. You know, I have to go to Alaska, but you know, you pay for what you pay for one person on a six pack. You can get a, a you know, a twenty eight thirty two foot cruiser with a captain and deckhand uh, in uh, in Baja. But uh, anyway, so it's been a lot of fun. I haven't yeah. talked to Gloria for a while. She was really fun. Mm-hmm. Well, she's a very nice lady. Yeah, and uh, you know, the hotel's been in the family for many, 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 many years. But uh, and it, it again, it's just it's right on the beach, uh, and it's just a really nice, comfortable um, uh, hotel. Very relaxing and very peaceful, and and uh, incredible fishing. And they got you know good restaurant and everything is right close by there. Yeah, I want to hear a little bit more about. The uh, clam bake out on the beach. <laughs> no, no, that's great. They dig a hole in the sand, or you know, down at the beach, you know, and then they put I don't know some kind of palm leaves or something in it, and put the clams on, and put the fire on it, and let it sit for forty-five minutes, and you dig them out. And they, the chocolate clams, uh, they call them that because the shell itself is has, has a brown color, but they're big and they're they're delicious. Uh, so, that's my favorite eating clams and lobster. There you go. <laughs> well, they have they have lobster down there, but I'm not that particularly fond of it. I think lobster needs to come from cold water. Yeah. But uh, you know that's but they they got some incredible stuff, and you catch fish, then they prepare it for you, and she make some ceviche for you. But uh, anyway, we we're going to talk about fishing in the eastern Sierras, but we got carried away on something else. But, uh, we'll do that next time. Okay, sounds good. We'll, we'll have you on again next week for sure. Okay. So appreciate that. You are listening uh, to Fish Hunt Talk Radio. Go to fishtalkradio.com and listen to the show as many times as you want in case you miss something or you need a phone number. Well, I appreciate you guys tuning in. Thank you, Frank. 